there, and welcome to another episode of the Niagara Moon Podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin. Welcome back, Moondog. Or uh, welcome for the first time, uh, new listener to this kind of music nerd (laughs) extravaganza. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we we often talk about albums of note on here, dig in depth, and in the process kind of talk about the artistry of music, the creative process. And we got a pretty good episode for today, let me tell you. Thundercat, he just won a Grammy, didn't he? Uh, For his new album, It Is What It Is. So congratulations to that man. Uh, He's a wonderful musician, as we get into with this week's episode on his album Drunk from 2016. Here to join me is a very cool funk duo down in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, These guys are called Cadillac Music. It's comprised of Caddy Mac and Daddy DeVille. You're mostly going to be hearing Caddy Mac uh, throughout this episode. Daddy DeVille's kind of more the the silent partner in this case, but uh, both very cool gentlemen, excellent musicians. Uh, They reached out to me to to make an appearance on here. Uh, And that that happens sometimes. I I get various solicitations. Normally, it's just it's too much to sift through. Uh, and, I, and I don't do it, but they reached out and something about their sounds, uh, their videos as well. If you check out uh, Feeling Filter, among others, their, their new EP, Staying Alive, uh, I can definitely say I'm a fan of some really nice songwriting. And, and uh, it's got that just classic, light, uh, fun, funk energy, just some, some great performances. And, uh, but they're keeping it contemporary, too. So just a, a pretty cool duo and we, we got together to talk drunk uh definitely one of my favorite uh more modern r&b albums i guess you could call it i suppose the whole point is you can't really pin this thing down into one genre uh so let's just get into it we're going to talk about drunk here we go me and cadillac music i feel weird comb your beard brush your teeth Okay, well, we are on for another episode of the Niagara Moon Podcast. I'm pretty excited about this one. We got Cadillac Music coming on, and uh, first member of Cadillac Music is Caddy Mac. Caddy Mac Moses here, standing in. All right, and then Daddy DeVille. Right on, Daddy DeVille. How you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Excellent, excellent, man. Uh, And you're in San Antonio, Texas? Yeah, San Antonio, Texas. (laughs) The the big Texas. (laughs) I I was was speaking with your... uh, your your friend Andrea a little bit earlier about the the winter storm that came through recently and uh, you guys been staying safe and staying okay in the in the wake of that how has that been? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been pretty pretty hectic lately. You know, it's a lot going on. We're just trying to stay safe, keep our family safe, um, yeah. and just and just you know stay in good spirits. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. It sounds like things are are starting to recover. Have you, uh, you grew up in Texas? Yeah, we actually uh, born and raised in, uh, in Texas, San Antonio. Um, it's, we love Texas, man. The weather's good. It's, it's, it's a good state to be yourself. Um, we like the independence here. There's a lot of yeah. weird stuff going on lately, but, um, you know, we pretty much enjoy being from Texas and we love living here. That's great. I, uh, I can say right now it being... You know, March, early March. Uh, I do envy 
the the weather you you generally have down there. I'm up in Massachusetts. And it's, oh, really? you know, it's, it's cold and dark for a long time out of the year. So um, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure I've ever heard of funk music coming from Texas, which is right. part of what kind of enticed me about you guys when you reached out. Uh, Cadillac music being being based in San Antonio is, is that more of a, a scene grown down there now? Uh, it's 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 slowly growing. Um, we're pretty much at the forefront for funk here. Um, so we, we're kind of growing. We're kind of building it here. It's more of a, I would say, more of a, a Tejano market here, and also uh, oh, yeah. punk rock, punk, punk rock. rock as well. It's, yeah. it's really big here. Hmm. It's interesting you mentioned punk because I, you know, we're we're talking about Thundercat today and uh, the Drunk album in particular. Knowing we were going to talk about this album finally prompted me to check out more about Stephen Bruner, the uh, the guy behind Thundercat, and apparently he has this connection to the band Suicidal Tendencies. And but is that anything you guys have ever messed with at all, or that just happens to be the the backdrop of you know your music scene down there? Uh, the punk thing, man. Um, we we're actually heavily involved in in the punk market here. Um, you we are, are, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, heavily. Uh, we actually um we actually played with a band called Stereo Thing. Um, and we've actually you know combined forces with with certain punk punk rock acts, and we've actually performed a lot of punk punk rock type of gigs in San Antonio as well. So we we I mean that's awesome. We we love it, man. We just love to you know. Uh, expand our horizons, and, and we just like to, to you know, pretty much get involved with everything going on. Yeah, well, it's, it's, that's another thing I I would never have guessed about uh, Texas is uh, a thriving punk scene. Yeah, definitely, it's definitely a, a major scene here in Austin, Texas, as well. Yeah. And uh, I guess it's also interesting because I kind of, as I was re-listening to the Drunk album. And you know it's a, it's a lot of songs, and a lot of them are really short. I was starting to wonder if if there's kind of a punk influence or like a punk energy going on in that album a little bit, like that kind of that attitude as opposed to just strictly jazz or strictly kind of like modern hip hop. If if it's kind of this melding of a lot of different influences, like speaking on Thundercat, um, uh, the album is is really dope. Uh, um, what we really like about what, what I really like about it personally is, um, like you said, um, it's a lot of elements involved in it. It's not just the R and B, you know, the yeah. typical R and B feel, or it's like the generic, you know, the generic commercial sound. We like uh, right. we like a lot of the punk element in it. You know what I mean? And just the rawness of the album, yeah. and that's what we 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 tend to like really like is the rawness, and yeah. yeah. you know, in the, the the creativity, and that's what we like about the album, the project. Yeah, it, it had a certain amount of like sheen and polish, and like the production quality generally is really high, but it's also really kind of strange, and you you hear, I guess, the punk energy comes in where you hear like just very kind of brazen creative individuals who they're making the choices behind it it doesn't like it doesn't feel like a, a group decided thing it's like some very eccentric characters are like behind the wheel you can hear in, in the choices they make with the different sounds like that that's part of what i really like about uh about the thundercat vibe yeah and and and, and definitely and uh, i also like uh the the fact that um he got a lot of of people involved like um 
uh, like Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins. A lot yeah. of people don't know who those people are, but those are real. That's real music. You know what I mean? And, and those, those are the real guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, just 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 the whole vibe of it, man. And we feel the whole weird vibe, you know, because that's where we come yeah. from. You know yeah. what I mean? Just being different. Mm-hmm. We yeah. we were always different, unique, and we always stood, you know, stood apart yeah. from everybody else. So we just like that whole vibe of just being yourself, you know, and freeing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's another thing that really kind of drew me to this album when it came out because it really seemed to make a a splash on its release. Like more and more people kind of woke up to, oh, Thundercat, like who's this guy with the the crazy hair and the like virtuoso bass player, but he's singing about anime and yeah, yeah, <laughs> Dragon exactly. Ball Z and but also, you know, substance abuse and just he's the kind of the light and the heavy. He really he starts to mix it in a really interesting way with this. Like you really feel the personality come through, which is what what creative or different kind of idiosyncratic music is all about is, you know, kind of accepting kind of the quirky parts of your, your personality. Exactly. And that, by the way, totally something I hear with uh Cadillac music or what I've dug into so far with uh, the Staying Alive EP mm-hmm. is you're, you're letting that stuff, those kind of, the things that make you really different or quirky or eccentric, like letting that stuff come out exactly, in, exactly. in R&B music is awesome. Yeah. Um, so I know uh, I, I've heard mentions of Parliament, Funkadelic, you know, that really classic, crazy uh Funk from the 70s, that's obviously uh, a big part of your sound, um, as I'm also guessing an outcast might be. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we, we're, we're definitely compared, you know, compared to outcast a lot inspired. We, we're, you know, heavily inspired by outcast. Um, I feel like what outcast did can't be redone. You know, they were unique in their, their you know, their yeah. way. And they, um, did their they made a lot of huge landmarks, they, they accomplishments. But I feel like... Um, we're sort of our own thing, you know what I mean? Um, we're kind of pick, picking up where they left off, but we have our yeah. own vibe going, you know what I mean? And um, you, Parliament Funkadelic, we 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 are heavily in, influenced by George Clinton, so yeah. um, it's just in us, man. Being from the South, and you know, being from from Texas, yeah. we were influenced by a lot of um, blues, you know. Uh, uh, just just funk church church gospel mm-hmm. is just very spiritual here so it it just comes out in our music yeah it, there's definitely this through line where you're you're clearly you're passionate about all these different uh past artists and influences but it, it's kind of going into this like cauldron and kind of all mixing together and then what's coming out is the new kind of spin or filter you can put on it as that's Cadillac music. Like, you know, that's what all the, the greats do is really honor and, and pay homage to the, the stuff they love, but they're ready to kind of take it somewhere new, too. Yes, definitely. And then I, I totally hear that with Thundercat doing the same kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. And I, I guess I was kind of curious, Do you does he feel in his music, is that also kind of feeling like an influence for you, or does it does he feel more of like one of your peers where you, you see him as somebody who's like doing his kind of his own thing at the same time as you. And you know what I mean? Like rather than, uh, I guess I'm trying to say like a, a touchstone that you guys both really connect on or just like, oh, that's another guy out there doing something interesting. Cause I know he's more contemporary. 
Thundercat is definitely an influence. Um, I would say, uh, you know, um, we started uh, pretty much around the same time. Cadillac music has been going for years. Um, it took us a while to really to get it to where um, we were kind of, you know, in the forefront a little bit. But we've yeah. been going for about about the same amount of time as Thundercat. But he's definitely and he he's definitely inspiring. Yeah. What he's doing nice. with the music and with his sound is, is exactly, you know, the message. Um, we're really heavy on um, the concept. Uh, you know, the message behind what we're putting out there. Um, the, the the instruments he used, the heavy bass. Uh, we we're definitely fans of that. So um, yeah, he's definitely an influence, along with Flying Lotus as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Flying Lotus yeah. is definitely an influence. Yeah, I, that's how I first knew of uh, Thundercat at all, or really kind of getting an idea of his sound was his appearances on Flying Lotus albums, starting with uh, what is it? Until the Quiet Comes. Yes, yes. There's some really strange stuff like the DMT. Yeah, <laughs> I think my favorite uh, Flying Lotus would would probably be. Um, uh, the what is it? The you're dead. Uh, you're dead. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was a big and one. With the uh, with the you know the never catch me and um, yeah. the cornice, the Terminator, and yeah, those those, yeah. those are some that we like. Yeah, I, yeah, he really turned up the adrenaline on that one. I feel like it got up to a whole new level of intensity. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, lots of collaborators on that. See, I guess I'm curious how far back do you guys go with Thundercat and, and uh, being fans of his music? Like in my case, I just knew him uh, from as a Flying Lotus collaborator, and then I never really uh, saw him as his, kind of his own powerful thing and, until this album, Drunk. This is the first time I really became aware of him. But do you do you go back farther than that, or where where does it uh, start yeah. for you? Yeah. It goes back a little further, but I would say um, the drunk is what really, like same as you, the drunk is what really caught our attention. Um, we we were fans of Flying Lotus at first as as, as well, uh, and then when he when Thundercat, so we 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 knew of his work, you know, um, that he played bass for Flying Lotus and he would jump on his songs and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. as far as like really looking into Thundercat, it wasn't until. He dropped like the the them changes and and yeah. he came out with the um you know with the with his own thing when he when he came out and that's when we really start looking into Thundercut. Yeah, and the I mean the album cover alone, hundred percent caught caught my interest. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. It's definitely dope. I I thought it was a scene from some crazy uh, like predator type horror sci fi movie that I'd never heard about or whatever. I can't believe that's actually is that's him. <laughs> I think making that face on the cover. Yeah, in the yeah, water. Yeah. Um, which apparently I just I looked into it a little bit more today. I guess is maybe an homage to Jaco Pastorius. Uh, you know, obviously going to be his his idol for the uh, for the base. Uh, there's a picture of Jaco Pistorius like submerged in water, but like right below his eyes, kind of like in the same way. Yeah, it's yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, that covers funny, that funny. covers. It, it definitely grabs your attention, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dope. And then uh, I another thought I'd never had until just today was: Do you think there's some element of that that picture of him on the cover and his eyes are coming out of the water, but? You know, he might be drowning or whatever. Do you think it's it's like a metaphor for like drowning in alcohol or you know yeah. struggling with with drinking? Yeah, I, 
I personally, be, I personally believe that everything is, you know, there's some kind of a message behind it. Um, but I also believe that the project, you know, is a lot about, um, you know, just the changes in life that you deal with. You yeah. Know, yeah. Um, uh, he uses, you know, I think he uses drunk as, as, you know, a way to take you into that, you know, like a journey into his life. And, you know, we, we tip things that we typically deal with, the ups and downs. But he, you know, I think he uses his drunk as like a, as a metaphor, you know, type of thing to to take you through that. It, it's pretty deep, man. The, the album's pretty deep. It starts off, you know, like waking up and it's like a, a happy feeling, and it gets kind of dark towards the end. That's what I like yeah. about it. Yeah. I mean that that catches your attention pretty quickly with the I feel weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comb yeah, your beard, brush your teeth. That's my, that's one of my favorite. I like the what was it, Captain Stupid? That's that's probably yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. tracks. That's, that's that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I left my wallet at the club. Finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like one of my favorite ones. I also like uh the Tokyo too, man. Tokyo yeah. is pretty dope too. Yeah. He gives you like a sort of a Nintendo feel, kind of like a Nintendo generation feel. Yeah, you can. I mean, I I just love it when artists are telling you a story in their music where you really start to feel like they're inviting you in and like, this is really who I am. This is what I think about and what I really care about. And I'm going to just start throwing it out there to you. Yeah. Um, and not so he's like. Yeah, I wish I could just stay in Tokyo one more day. I'm I'm spending all my money on this obscure anime. Like I'm going nuts. Like this is my version of paradise, and I I know how weird that is to yeah, you, but yeah. but I don't care. Yeah, I love that energy. The uh, I I would say my favorite cut would probably be, uh, you know, out of that project overall would probably be the the cat where he's talking about his cat. Meow meow meow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, one. That, yeah, it's cool to be a cat. That's probably my yeah. favorite one, man. It's just smooth, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's the, uh, what is that, a fan's mail? I was, yeah, I was trying to keep track. Mail. That was yeah. dope, man. That was really dope. Everybody wants to be a cat. Yeah. It's, well, how would you describe the genre of this album, which is always kind of a, feels like a loaded question, but like if somebody knew nothing about Thundercat, how would you describe what this album is doing or where it's coming from, you know? I would say uh, it's a, a blend or a mixture of punk, um, 70s funk, uh, R&B, and a little bit of a jazz fusion feel, too. I would say it's a mixture of, you know, which is kind of like, which is dope because it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the same feel of our feel. That's why I like it. You know, that's why I like the Undercat. Because we, we tend to, you know, mix those genres a lot as well. So yeah. it's pretty dope. Yeah, I definitely hear the, the playfulness with, like, uh, just, yeah, not being afraid to meld different genres together and kind of being aware that it's its own kind of new thing or new ex experiment, but, like, really just embracing that. I mean, is it part of the reason why I heard your your guys' music and then thought of this album was I, I, I did hear a kind of, uh, thematic similarity there for sure. Ah, uh, that's dope. That's dope. This going back to this is epic. Twenty three tracks, fifty one minutes, and it just it goes through some kind of dark tunnels. Like there, there's some. I, I guess another thing I love about this, and I heard a little bit, a little bit of this in, in Cadillac music, is the the humor and kind of the goofiness and playfulness yes. is really nicely balanced. Um, I mean, the guy's meowing 
on one of his songs. That's always a win. Uh, what were some other moments that kind of uh, stuck out to you guys while you were going going through the album again? Uh, I don't know. Um, I think uh, I also like the uh, the cut. Um, it's I don't know if it's a sample or um, with with them changes. I don't know. If, is that a sample or is that Thundercat actually replaying it? I don't know. Uh, I think um, did he sample the Osley Brothers or something like that? It's called Them Changes. Right, right, right. Yeah, one of the the bigger songs on here. I think I remember seeing, I mean, again this morning, because I did all my research in a rush, of course, but uh, I think like the drum sample was. Was it Osley Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, he did. He sampled like the same. Isley Brothers drum sample as uh, like some other artists have done in the past, but that that's got to be his own baseline, which is like one of the best. That's got to be one of the bass, right? That that's got to be his baseline. That's like yeah, one of the best yeah. baselines in the in the album. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see Thundercat sampling somebody's baseline. Yeah, that he, he's probably sense. one of the probably the best one of the best bass players right now. So I don't see definitely. So that's that's a that cut is dope, man. Uh, them changes and then it's um another one I like too, man. Uh I think it's um the friend zone is dope as well. That's that's uh, another yeah, one. Yeah. The friend zone. It, that it, one stick it, out. It, yeah. It's something that we really can relate to, you know. <laughs> um, you know, a woman putting you in the friend zone, that's something that that uh, that I've been through. So that's something I can relate to as well. <laughs> what, what's, what's the line if you're gonna text me after two AM something something? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, that 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 cut is pretty dope, man. I like the musicianship, the musicianship in it as well. Yeah, it just takes you somewhere. I mean, kind of the whole the the defining uh, appeal of this album for me is that it has this flawless, just like classically trained, like in the in the tradition of just really well executed jazz. Yes, just it has really that that total like uh competency and, and flair it's it's uh you know these are amazing players that can do anything and play with anybody but then they are it's just this totally kind of you know more goofy or totally honest upfront like modern uh kind of presentation and lyrics and you know singing about the the friend zone or or uh you know getting too faded or it's 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 not it's not putting on airs like it's the the story and and the uh the stuff they're talking about is very 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 like up to date and kind of just you know for some people really really relatable but it's it still has this uh you know this this amazing uh jazz playing behind it maybe you uh you guys know more of the the genre than me but i feel like there's not a lot of other artists who are doing that in the same way I think it's artists that are doing, um, they're going in that direction as far as, um, you know, mixing the, the good musicianship with the uh, with the modern times. But I don't think anybody does it in the way that Thundercat does it. Yeah, um, yeah it's all lame. Because it's, it's to, to me, you, you, of course, you have more commercial acts like Anderson Pack and, and Childish Gambino and guys like that. Right, right. But I feel like with Thundercat, it's more so raw, like it's him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not somebody shaping it for him. I think it's because he's actually playing it. He's actually composing it. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I I think the Thundercat is probably the rawest that you're going to get as far as like 
you know, funky, quirky, jazzy. You're going to get a little bit of everything with him. Yeah. And he's even just in, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen inter- interviews with him, but he's he's just such a goofy, giggly yeah. guy, too. And it, yeah, he just he's he's definitely one of those people you, you see a video of and you feel a little bit better, like he's he's ready to, to have a good time. This is, uh, this so this album is called Drunk. And between that and the album cover, this really, I don't know if you can call it a concept album exactly, but it really feels like he has something specific to say or like a very specific story to share and a lot of that is just kind of seems to me like behavior that he's ashamed of because he's having these uh these issues with, with alcohol and and other stuff uh do you do you feel like that that kind of energy more or less runs through the the whole album or uh like what when you listen to this what you know, is this the kind of thing where you have to listen start to finish and you really get into a certain zone with it? Uh, I think it's, it's um, for me, uh, when I listen to it, um, like I said, it kind of it kind of gives me a I think he uses the drunk thing is like a but, but, you know, I'm an artist myself. So I right, think the right. drunk thing is kind of like to lure you in into his his actual reality of, um, you know, like the changes, like if you listen to the song, it goes from, it almost feels like like he's, it's like a life story, like it's a story behind it. So I feel like the drunk thing is to lure you in and then he yeah. kind of like, he kind of like throws, you know, how he feels or, or what he's going through in that, with in that, in that, um, you know, as well. That's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like it's, um when I listen to it, I kind of, I kind of get, you know, I relate to certain things and then in, in certain things, I just feel good. It's just funny and it's just fun. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like just taking you through like a life journey in a way. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the journey aspect of it is really what makes it stand out for me. And, uh, and I know he's, he's released an album since uh, last year. It is what it is. And I remember like, I don't know if you've heard that as well, um, I remember enjoying it, but and maybe I didn't give it enough time or attention yet. But it it didn't quite, you know, keep me in the zone the whole the whole way through that uh, this yeah, particular album. Uh, seems to are, do. You, are you talking about the recent one he dropped? That he dropped? Yeah, 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 last year. Yeah, that one was um, it was maybe a couple of cuts I liked, but I I think the drunk did it for me. I don't know what it was, but drunk was like, I don't know if it was you know he he was in a certain place, but I kind of felt drunk. That 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 one is what really, you know, that's what we listen to all the time. We, we yeah, go back yeah. to drunk. But um he did do one cut uh recently it was a single he dropped called Black mm-hmm. Qualls. That was dope. It was mm. with uh Steve Lacey and Steve Arrington. That was pretty dope. That kind of gave me the drunk feel, man. Um that one was that one was pretty funky, man. That's one that we really listen to a lot too. Dude, I don't know that one. I'll have to to check that out. Uh, yeah, it's um, there. Is, there is something I, I was reading online and seeing what other people's opinions are because everybody has an opinion, and a lot of people seem to be saying like, "Oh, this isn't the best example of Thundercat," or "This isn't the best introduction to have to him." But I, I don't know. I I I love how personal it is, and then how it really feels. Like it's it's him coming through so much in each song, but there's so many amazing collaborations at the same time. Like 
almost every song is a collaboration with with a different artist. And you got Kendrick Lamar on on something. You got Pharrell coming in. You got Lewis Cole, Michael McDonald, Kenny Loggins. Like, I, I even think I think he even got Wiz Khalifa on it, man. That was yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, he really he uh, he get he gets some time to shine on that one. Drink drink that. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you feel about drink that? That's pretty dope, man. Um, and I think he actually released another uh, version. It was called Drink, and he, okay. he he screwed it. I don't know if you know if you're familiar with screwing means when you screw music. I'm not actually. I'd, I'd love to hear about it. So it uh, the Drink album. So he has Drunk, and then he has Drink, and Drink is um it's kind of like a in reference to a Texas sound because um, okay. he actually slows the album down to where it sounds slower. And in okay. Texas, uh, we have a thing um, that we started called screwing, where you slow the music down and it's slower so you can listen to it at a slower pace, but you okay. kind of feel every instrument. And um, with Drake, he actually has a screw version. And I see it as kind of like giving a shout out to Texas because screw is actually a Texas thing. so. Interesting. I, I I I really want to congratulate Thundercat for doing that. So it's kind of like giving Texas a shout out in a way. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, I would have never heard of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I I'm wondering now has have has he come to Texas to perform? Have you guys seen him? Live yeah, he's, he's he's definitely been to Texas a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he comes to San Antonio a lot as well. Uh, what what's he like live? It's pretty funky, man. He has um more of a, a punk type of performance, so it's 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 really raw, you know. Um I don't think it's like the the organized, orchestrated, typical, you know, commercial type performance is more yeah, you yeah. know, on spot how he feels. That's kinda how Cadillac music performs as well. We kinda have more of a rawness. It's 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 a lot rawer than what the cut sounds like. And that's what I like about Thundercat as well. So it, it does he kind of break away from the the studio sound a little bit like what you know yeah, there, there's semantics yeah, in there It's just raw man it's it's like more of of that punk that rock feel you know he he kind of just you know the songs build more on they're they they go more into depth than what the the cut sounds like and that's pretty dope you know what I mean that's what we like about it especially when you perform yeah. live if you could take it somewhere else yeah. Well, now I'm curious to hear about Cadillac Music's live show. I, have you guys done a lot of touring, like going all around the the country and stuff? We've been in a we we've traveled around Texas a lot, so we've we we really have really done a lot in the, in our region. Um, I would yeah, say, yeah. Um, so Houston, uh, Dallas, um, Austin a lot. Uh, we're in Austin a lot. We have a lot of um, we've had a lot of gigs in Austin. But we're really, we're really, right now, we're really focused on the, you know, the Texas area as far as shows. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, you know, summertime comes and uh, event, events can happen a little bit more this year, huh? <laughs> it must have been going going through the past year of, of everybody having to uh, stay in their house. That really must have, that's, that was really felt by the artist community in particular. Um what what is the so obviously Austin is uh, a huge hub for live music 
you know, everybody knows Austin city limits and you got South by Southwest, but what, what, uh, what do you think really gives like the Texas, uh, live music? It's, it's, uh, it's signature flair. Would you say what, what kind of vibe is it? I would say, uh, I mean, I would say going back to Austin, man, the, as far as the live scene, yeah, definitely. Uh, I know a lot of times when we go and we perform, uh, in Austin, you know, they accepted us and, uh, you know, this is when we were transitioning into the band scene. So uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Austin scene definitely accepted us. And uh, we kind of uh, evolved and, and grew, you know, in Austin and uh, broke a, a serious fan base out there. So we definitely uh, was digging the Austin scene. And, and uh, they, the live scene is, is pretty much what what it is in Austin. Yeah, yeah it's, it seems like, a, you know, I'm, I'm up in the Northeast and we we have our festivals or whatever here and there, but it's, it seems like people are having a better time in the in the live music scene <laughs> down down in Texas. Really, uh, you know, you, you got New York City and maybe Boston a little bit, but uh, how is it? Uh, how is the live scene where you're at? Like, is it pretty? Is it you know people doing their thing up there? Or how is it up there? You know, it's uh, so I'm I'm in Western Massachusetts, which is pretty. I mean, it's it's like being in Vermont or upstate New York more than anything. It's it's uh, you know we have some colleges, so you got uh, you know the college kids kind of giving the the downtown some life. Um, obviously, in the past year, at least up here, it's like everything is totally gone, and uh, or at least, you know just everything is is kind of on hiatus and still unclear how how stuff might kick up back up again, uh, but. We, when we do have like outdoor shows and that kind of thing, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of folk, a lot of acoustic music, and so there's like a blue bluegrass revival thing going on, and it's uh, it's different than what I do, but I do I do enjoy it on occasion. But it's it's also pretty mellow, you know. Nobody's really getting super excited. Um, so then I guess you know you're talking uh, Boston, New York, and uh, you know there's a million bands going through those places, so. Uh, it's, it's not bad. I, I, uh, just, it's, I think there's more of a part, there might be more of a party feel in, in other, other parts of the country. And then I'm also not personally a a super live music person. I tend to be, uh, like a a nerd for recordings. Oh, Um, okay. Okay. But, you know, an artist like Thundercat, they do both. And if I ever did get the chance to see them, it's like, I, I can totally delve into the world of their their album and then it's good to know they're really they're going to give you a show and some something totally different and spontaneous when you uh you know when you see them in person i saw i did i have seen flying lotus live uh years and years and years ago and uh, he had the crazy projection show going i think this was uh right after uh until the quiet comes when that came out it was just really trippy visuals and stuff um he did a dj set that really kind of wow. mixed up a lot of a lot of you know his past stuff and current stuff and he's he's having a good time so that, that was fun but um i'm also at this at this point in my life too i want i want to be home by 10 o'clock at night so i'm <laughs> kind of more boring in that way but uh yeah t- tell me more i'm curious what uh what kind of stuff you guys get up to live what uh you know what what your kind of um what your presentation is uh we we usually uh it's kind of it's the our live is and that's good you asked that man because um our live is totally different than what the music sounds like um you know 
the, then the the actual cut sound like um I would say our live is more raw it's more um you know more rock feeling and more yeah. like hitting you in the face we kind of don't we kind of don't do our music the same way it sounds we we like to build on that and take it somewhere else so um we're just real energetic yeah, and it's energy. like we're everywhere man like we 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 we're all over the stage we're in the crowd we dance. We we actually put on a, a actual show, so it's it's yeah. it's it's more in depth than just um you know what you're hearing on the on the record. You know what I mean? And we actually incorporate the band element. We, you know we bring in the live element, the 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 lead guitar, the bass. Um, we do a lot of drums, uh, keys. It, it's almost it's like, like a, a big group. Yeah, almost, yeah. It's almost like bringing what you're hearing to life in a sense. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that, and that totally goes back to that tradition of, you know, if you're talking Bootsy Collins, George Clinton, like those, you know, those guys bring a, a circus, really. Yeah, so that's pretty much what we try to do, man. We, we, we bring a circus, man. Um, I think what makes us a little different than, um, than, than you know, the George Clintons and those, those cats is our music is a little more positive. Um, it's more yeah, spiritual. Too, yeah, yeah it's, it's more of a spiritual aspect, and it's like really positive and clean. I think George Clinton was a little more raw. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're a little freaky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think we're that, but I think we we may be a new generation of that, but more clean and positive with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's totally what kind of drew me in when I when I checked out some of your music videos. It's. Uh, you know, I I don't see smiling like that in, in, in most modern <laughs> music videos. It's, it's really nice to see. It's like, oh, I like this energy. Um, and I, I, you know, get, again, getting back to uh, to Thundercat and Drunk, I, I feel that, you know, obviously I, I feel that when I see uh, interviews with, with Thundercat and when he's getting a, a kick out of whatever show he's on, he does bring this this... This much needed, like uh, you know, levity and kind of almost silliness and stuff too, because this could be from a you know the yeah, so it ends with a song called DUI and 3 a.m. and drunk. So where my mind is going is okay, did this guy go too far and he got hammered and he he got a DUI <laughs> and this is a serious problem in his life and somebody else could write this write this album and it would sound very kind of depressing and. But he's going at, about it as it's like, it's like a funky adventure through, yeah, this issue that he's having in his life. So just that combination again. That's what I, that was one of the hooks here. And I think I think it's very much needed. Um, what what artists like Thundercats bringing to the table, what we're bringing, I think is the happy feeling, like you said. Um, you know, uh, the quirkiness. You know, the the the. Just the feel of like uplifting people and making them feel a certain way, even though things, you know, times are bad, negative things are going on. Yeah, there's a million things to choose from. I feel like the 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 positive aspect is what we really need. You know what I mean? I feel like that's what's needed, you know, to get people through that time. That's that's pretty much what's missing right now in music. Yeah. And people, yeah. want, people that. want that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It, uh, with the drunk album, does something come to mind as like the best example of that for you? You know that that kind of theme you have in common with with Thundercat of, you know, want, wanting to bring that that positivity to light and really making that 
uh, a focus. Like, is there? Do you feel a moment like that, or moments like that in this album, with any part in particular? I would say, yeah, definitely. Uh, and going back to what you said, man, the the funniest cut to me, man, is pro- probably the first, the Captain Stupido, man. It kind of just comes out with like. It's it's like the the quirky, weird, funny feel, man. Um, off top, like that's that's one of my, you know, that's one of the cuts that make you feel that way. You like, you know, just have a good time, laugh sometimes. You know what I mean? And that that's that's you know that's the character, man. That's that's pretty much what what we do. We like to do as well, and that's why I, I connect with Thundercat. You know? Yeah. No, I'm I'm so glad that that song is uh, right near the top because it really sets the. <laughs> you know, you're somewhere interesting when that when that thing comes on. Um, well, yeah, you know, now I'm I'm curious. So you uh, Cadillac Music, you recent you just put out that new EP, Staying Alive, uh, and uh, what's what's is that the first thing you put out in a while, or how how's the uh, re- reception of that been? How, how do you think folks are? Are taking it in? Uh, I think people are, are really liking it, man. They're digging it. Um, it's a little different than um, you know the previous projects we put out. Uh, we put out a previous project called Player Player Innovators, and that one was okay. more, yeah, that one was more um, fully live. It was like uh, we actually you know went in the studio and we cut it like with all musicians. It wasn't any you know, any drum machine or any modern technical things. It was more just live, everybody playing by hand. Mm-hmm. That that one's called Player Innovators, but this one that we dropped, the Staying Alive is more, we mixed it. Like we mixed the live element with, you know, the, the technical sound or, or yeah. you know, with the with the uh, analog sound as well. So this one is a yeah, little different yeah. than the last one. And we had digital upload as well. Yeah, we actually dropped digital upload as well. That one was like a little different for everybody because it was we kind of dove into rock a little bit. So that one was more like an eye opener for people. And they were like, man, this is different, but you know, we like it as well. So this one is just a total difference from 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 digital upload as well. Mm. Wow. And uh I was I was hearing you kinda you also have a lot more in the works to follow it up. What what are you uh what's keeping you the busiest right now? Uh man, um just I think what's what's keeping us busy right now is um just we, we we're constantly working on new on new material to put out, but also just keeping our fans and, and, and people that follow us in tune to what we're doing and keeping them engaged. Everything is really online right now because um you know what's going on with COVID and stuff like that, so we have to really, really be online a lot. You know, so that's what's keeping us busy right now. Yeah, how do, how do you guys like the online thing? Because that's been something I've uh, I've wrestled with for the the online thing is pretty cool. Uh, it, it's convenient, but you know, uh, it's not uh, for. I know we like we like to move, you know, through people. Yeah. So it's not as like hands on as as we would like. You know, yeah. uh, as far as like building that connection with with people, and, but uh, yeah, it's it's very convenient. So you know, I think that's you know that's pretty pretty cool about it. But other than that, yeah, we like we're like hands we like being hands on and and actually you know being in you know certain uh, environments and getting getting the feel of people's energy and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get the the feel. You guys want to be 
in the room really making it happen. And uh, yeah, everybody right now is trying to figure out how to do something like that. But, you know, given the, the restrictions we have. But um, I tell you again, the, the music videos, I love the energy you guys are putting out. It really, uh, it's much like uh, with, with Thundercat. And I, I don't think there's really somebody doing what he does and the way he's doing it. I, um, I, I love to see this kind of, you know, this, this mindful uh, positivity that, that I hear in Cadillac music. So, well, I guess we're kind of getting towards the, uh, the end of the podcast. I'm wondering um, what your guys' kind of final thoughts are. If you want to cap it off with like three words that you would use to, uh, to describe this album. Uh, three words, man. Um, I would say funky, fun, and quirky. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's definitely funky, man. And there's yep. definitely like a lot of character in it. And it's, it, it, it just makes you lighten up. You know what I mean? It makes you like, you know, have a good time and, and just enjoy the feel of it. So I, I, I would give the, the project, you know, like an eight, man, eight, eight, eight and a half. Like if I was to rate it uh, yeah, one out yeah. of 10, I would give it like an eight, eight and a half. I think it's his that's, best work. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's his best work, man. So I'm definitely fan of, a fan of Thundercat as well as Flying Lotus. The whole yeah. um, the whole family, man, what they're doing. Brain Feeder. Yeah, yeah. Brain Feeder yeah. is dope, man. I would I would definitely like to work with Brain Brain Feeder someday. I'm definitely enjoying what they're doing. Yeah, make it happen. I, th- I think you guys would be a nice addition. Right. Most right. definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I I definitely uh, feel a lot of what what you said on this album. I'm, I'm I think it's I think it's wild, and I think it's a little dark, and I think yeah, it's goofy. It and I think it's goofy. Those would be my three. Nice. All right, that's going to do it for this week. If you listen all the way to the end of this thing and yet you haven't signed up for uh, the quest for the sound that Niagara Moon, a.k.a. me, is launching in just a couple weeks from now, I don't know what you're doing. You're going to want to get on that. It's going to be an amazing virtual immersive uh, tour through uh, my whole past history of making music and the the whole journey that that's taken on. Think of it as like liner notes on steroids. Uh, So check that out at the link I put in the show notes. And anyway, just thank you so much for, for enjoying the podcast. If you get a chance, check out Cadillac Music. And I'll be back next week talking Young Americans by David Bowie. Bye-bye.